Well, good morning, Dream Team. <laughs> Only Super Saints go to church on Saturdays. I'm just, I'm just gonna say, you know, you're a Super Saint. Say, I'm a Super Saint. I'm a Super Saint. Amen. And good morning online. And um, thank you for joining us online today on Facebook, everywhere. We love you guys. And you're Super Saints as well. Uh, Super Saints go to church on Saturday. So praise God. The uh, the truths happen. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, it's good to be alive, isn't it? Thanks for coming out. You guys are awesome. We've braved the weather. I mean, we got warriors in the midst. Amen? You guys are anointed. This is a strong bunch right here. Amen? I mean, I just see everyone just taking off soon. You know, God's just going to come on you and you're just going to go to work. It's going to be awesome. So I'm excited for that. Praise God. Amen. Let's all pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you. Where two or three are gathered, you're here in our midst. So Lord Jesus, we welcome you in. We welcome your presence. We welcome your word. We welcome your warmth. We thank you, Lord, for a touch in season, a word in season. Minister to each heart here today as only you can, Holy Spirit. I thank you for speaking through my lips. Let it come forth unchecked and unhindered from any outside force or distraction or care of any kind. And just say this with me. I cast the whole of my care over on him right now. He keeps me in perfect peace because I choose to fix my mind on him. Amen. That did it. Praise God forevermore. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. I don't have anything in front of me. Let me grab my Bible. <laughs> uh, the title of this message is Commanding the Blessing. Commanding the Blessing. So praise God. I spoke at um, Young Adults last night at Foothill Family Church, and that was awesome. And it was on love and relationships. And um, I just got to sew into friends, and it was a blessed time last night. And a late night. <laughs> they stay up late, those young peeps. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. They're on fire for God. And um, I, I believe we have some people who listen to our podcast, you know, in the morning before work. So praise God. The word's going for it. And people are receiving it. And um, say, I'm a world changer. Say, I'm not a conformer. I'm a transformer. Amen. Praise God. So praise God for that. And that was on love and relationships. And I just uploaded that service to our podcast, if you like to hear that. There were some great nuggets of wisdom the Lord gave me into marriage. And uh, it was just a great service. So uh, that's on our podcast, too, on love and relationships. Um, but today's message, commanding the blessing the Lord put in my spirit this week. Commanding the blessing. And if you like, you could turn to Mark 11:22. We're just going to look at some Hallmark scriptures, key verses here. Mark 11:22, Job 22, and Psalm 8:2, and also Proverbs 10:22. That's a lot of 22s, amen. <laughs> Say he renews my youth like the eagle. Say I feel like 22 again. <laughs> amen. You know I've never planned a service length. But they say the attention span, I've said this before, is 10 minutes for every, 10, for every decade of age. So our normal, our normal length here is 50 minutes. That's the median. Because the, the median age is 50 here. And those who listen online, last night I didn't plan the service length, 30 minutes. <laughs> Amen? Because the average age was 30. I didn't plan that. It's amazing how he does that. It's incredible. And uh, you, know, you know my notes today? I have seven verses. Last night, two pages filled with notes for the for all the 30s. Amen? And I gave all those in 30 minutes. It's just amazing. <laughs> and I don't, I don't, you know, like, strategically do that at all. It's just how he does things. It's just amazing to me. How he just knows how to minister to everybody where they're at. And whatever age they're at. Amen? 
So that, that's a good thing to know that the average attention span is 10 minutes for every 10 years. So Sophie's going to get the first 10 minutes of this message. Amen. And then she may check out, but she'll come back around and then tune in for another 10. Amen. So uh, I encourage you, if you're training kids, you know, or anyone at that age, just feed them in spurts and where they're at. Amen. Amen. Then back it off and then feed them again and come in with more truth, more knowledge. Amen. So uh, Paul said he became all things to all men. Amen. So he adapted to people. Amen. And he fed them on their level. Amen. So we should do the same, shouldn't we? Say, I'm a super saint. And I'm equipped with the word of God. And I'm called to sow it into the lives of others. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I just love ministers. We've got a bunch of ministers here. It's just great ministering to ministers. Amen. It's just awesome. Um, before we get in, can we take up our offering? Mom just reminded me. Thank you for mom, a faithful giver. I love it. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. So, Lord, we just pray over our offering this morning. We thank you, Lord, that when we sow, we reap. We thank you for a hundredfold return on every seed sown, that we have more to spread into the gospel with, more to spread the love and the joy of the kingdom on others with. And we just thank you for multiplication and harvest for every seed we've ever sown. We thank you for your promises that never fade, never end, never come to an end, but that endure forever. We stand upon that word for every seed sown, a hundredfold return. In Jesus' precious name, if you agree with that, say amen. Amen, amen. So Mark 11:22. if you want to turn there with me. And again, the title of this message is Commanding the Blessing. Mark 11:22. And this is definitely uh, the hallmark of faith verse. The key, key verse for faith is uh, Jesus' words in Mark 11:22. I would urge you to memorize this verse. And let's just back up so we can get the gist of the, the story here. And we'll start in Mark um, eleven twelve. Now the next day when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry, that's Jesus, and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For it was not the season of figs is a poor translation. It was the season of figs. That's why he went to the fig tree. So I'd scratch that out. That's not really accurate. Um, he went to the fig tree because he thought there were figs on it. The leaves showed signs that, hey, it's the season for figs. I'm hungry. That tree should have some fruit. So he went over to the tree, and in response, Jesus said to it, because there was no fruit on that tree, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. Jesus spoke to nature. And we see him do that time and time again. He spoke to the wind. He spoke to the waves. He just spoke to it. Amen. Uh, your trees will grow better if you speak to them. Amen? <laughs> and they won't produce as good if you curse them. Amen? But life and death are in the hand of your tongue. So uh, we've had a lemon tree that was, wasn't doing so well, and we spoke to it, and Clarissa pruned it, and now it's flourishing, and the lemons are great. But uh, speak what you want. Amen? <laughs> so he spoke to this tree. Just imagine Jesus in the, in the wilderness, in nature, speaking to a tree. So he said, let no man eat fruit from you ever again. Well, we're not normal, amen? <laughs> is that normal? No, it's not. But this is Jesus. Jesus wasn't normal, amen? So people should hear you speaking to stuff, amen? Say, I'm not normal. Amen. We always have a word on our tongue, amen? We always have a word to give, amen? And Jesus had a word for that tree. He rebuked that tree. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you here ever again. And Jesus knew the power of his words. Well, that's coming to pass. That tree's going to dry up and, and die. No one will ever eat fruit from it. And his disciples heard it. 
So they came to Jerusalem. Then Jesus went in the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. You think Jesus grew angry right there? Like a righteous anger? Yes. Uh, but he was without sin, which means he was still walking in love when he did that. So love protects, amen? What's God's? So you can get angry. The, sun, the Bible says, be angry, but sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. But Jesus never left his love commandment. He did that in love. He was fueled to do that through love. Everything Jesus did was fueled through love, amen? And we should be the same way. But it's loving to protect my wife and my kids, isn't it? And to protect what's God's, amen? amen? Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. So he was on assignment, on a love, a love quest, amen? amen? So he did this in love because uh, later on we read, he just started healing the multitudes. And you can only do that if you're walking in love. Moved by compassion, amen? So praise God, don't let the devil beat you up for getting angry, amen? <laughs> just make sure you're doing it out of love. Just make sure you're in love, amen? It's okay to have a holy hatred for the devil and get angry at him, amen? And drive him out the temple, amen? And drive him out of your house and your finances and your body, amen? So don't let the devil talk to you. Oh, you missed God, amen? Look at you. You're in anger again. No, I'm walking in love. Shut up, amen? And if I feel like I'd get out of my love commandment, I know it. And it only takes 10 seconds to get me right back on the perfect will of God. I'm walking in my love command. Lord, I repent. I get right back in love. And I do that a lot. And I get right back in line. Amen? And love's the lane. Love's the fast lane to faith. Amen? Faith works by love. Praise God. So no love, no faith, no faith, no results. Amen. And he would not allow anyone to carry wares through the temple. Verse 16. Then he taught saying to them. So he taught right after that. It is not written. Is it not written? My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. But you have made it a den of thieves. He drove out the thieves, didn't he? That's a representation of the devil. And the scribes and chief priests heard it and sought how they might destroy him. That's a powerful word. Destroy. Destroy him. Well, that's the thief right there. For they feared him because all the people were astonished at his teaching. And Matthew says, for he taught them on how to hold their authority. That's why they were astonished at his teaching. He taught men how to hold their own authority as men and women. Amen. That's why they were astonished at Jesus' teaching. No one had come along till that point to teach men their own authority. They were astonished at his teaching. When evening had come, he went out of the city. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw that fig tree dried up from the roots. Overnight. Amen. That fig tree dried up and withered. what Jesus cursed. Again, life and death are in the hand of the tongue. And those who love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And verse 21, And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, teacher, look. The fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, and here's verse 22, have faith in love. Have faith in God. That's your answer to everything. Have faith in God. What about my kids? What my children are just, ah, ah, have faith in God, Jesus says. Amen? Have faith in God. For assuredly, say assuredly, Jesus' words to us, his disciples. Amen? Say, I'm a disciplined one. I'm his disciple. For assuredly, I say to you, say, that's me. Whoever says, get the word says, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his head, no, does not doubt in his heart. Doubts will come to your head, but faith works from the heart, not the head. Amen? Say, I'm a heart, not a head. <laughs> so faith works from your heart, not your head. The devil will shoot darts at your head called doubts to try to sway you. 
from using your mouth, your words, and your faith that comes from your heart. Amen? But faith works in a heart, not a head. Amen? So be removed and be cast in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says, there's two says, will be done. So you have to believe you have what you say for your faith to be more effective. I have to believe the words I say right now are coming to pass. Amen? Amen. I have to believe that every word I speak produces on my behalf. I need to put my faith in my words. Amen? For them to work more effectively. So be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes, but believes that those things he says, say I say, will be done he will have whatever he says. That's three says to one belief. So he's majoring here on words. Amen? Words are the key ingredient here, the key component. Three says to one belief. Words matter most. Amen? So you have what you say. So believe what you say. And you'll have what you say even faster. Amen? Put faith in your words. Words are containers. And they'll hold whatever you put into them. Fear, doubt, unbelief, or faith. So make sure faith's in your words. Amen? When I say something, I know it's going to happen. Amen? And words were created. Words came. Words were produced from God to create first and then communicate. Amen? Words were given to Adam in the garden to create. He said, name all the animals. Elephant. Yes, that's what it's called. Yes, that's what it's called. Lion. Yes, he named all the animals. Words were in the garden. He said, keep the garden through your words. Keep the thief out through your words. So words are creative power that are released when faith is backed in them. Amen? And put into them. God said, light be, light was. His faith was in his words. And that's how fast it took place. In an instant. Amen? And Genesis 1.26 says we're created in the same exact image and likeness of him. A faith God, a faith father. Amen? Who spoke things into existence. So Adam's assignment before Eve ever came along was to create with words and keep the thief out with words. He gave, him, he gave man, when he was alone, his work and his assignment. And then he gave him Eve as a helpmate to help him uh, create and carry out his assignment. But I, I really feel like men always come back to that. I mean, on average, men don't usually speak as much as women. And I think that's why. Because God originally created him to create with his words. And then Eve came along and he had to start communicating. Where do you want to go on a date night? How about a stroll through the garden? We'll have a staycation. So he had to communicate, amen? <laughs> Do I look fat in this fig <laughs> So words kind of started swaying in communication. Now he had to help me. Now he had someone to communicate with. But they were originally given yeah, to him to create so with. Amazing. Amen? Yeah. And that's why men will that's revert so to that. Wow. My words were created to create with. Amen? God gave me my lips, my tongue to create with. And that's why it's sometimes hard for men to communicate <laughs> to their wives. Because they have that in them. Amen? Wow, so Does that help anyone? Yeah. <laughs> that should better our marriages, shouldn't it? <laughs> you give your husband space, but husband, you're also called to communicate now as well. Amen? So praise God, it's a win-win. Amen? Say, I create together. Amen, amen. We're on a creative path together. Just think, when this world wraps up and is just folded up like a garment, how much we're going to be creating upstairs. And the worlds you'll be creating with your mouth. 
infinite kingdoms you're going to be a part of. Amen? And angels are still going to be serving the same purpose, hearkening to your words and going forth and creating what you're saying. Wow, what a call. I mean, just think of your mansion. Think of the, the kingdoms and the universes that you're going to be speaking into existence without an adversary, the devil, trying to keep them from coming to pass, your words. It's just going to be glorious. I just have what I say in that moment. Just like God. Might be like was. Wow. Isn't that awesome? I just love thinking about that stuff. Say, I'm on assignment. And I have whatsoever I say. Amen. So he says, you, you speak to the mountain. You do it. He put the emphasis on words here. And he will have whatever he says. I will have whatever I say. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray or when you say, believe you receive them and you will have them. Do you really believe that? Do we really believe what Jesus said to us? That when we pray and we receive, when we take in that moment, we will have them. They will manifest through our words. Amen. You need to believe in the power of your words. They were given to you to create your life with. David said, my tongue, my tongue is the pen of a ready writer, charting all the course of my existence. So he writes his own life with his tongue. Amen. And on to our next verse. Does anyone get something from this message? Yeah. Praise God. Our next verse is Job 22, 28. And Job 22, 28 says this. You shall, say me. You shall decree a thing and it will be established for you. So in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. These verses point us to the power of our words. And we are blessing commanders. Amen? We command the blessing in our life. You can either command the curse or you command the blessing. Life and death are in the hand of your tongue. You shall decree a thing and it will be established for you. I'm getting sick. Ah, you just established that. You decreed it and you established it. It will be established in your life now. That's the hand of the tongue. That's your authority as a believer. Amen? You said it, you have it. That's what God says to us. Amen? You said it, you have it. So whatever you say, you have. Amen? That's his, that, he delegated that authority to Adam. He gave that authority to us. Amen? Things haven't changed. We have what we say. So you shall decree a thing and it shall be established for you. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen? I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I am very rich and highly favored. I'm very rich and highly favored. Well, that's going to get established. Amen? You say that long enough, that's what will be established. And the more you believe in the power of your words, the faster that will be established in your life. Amen? And your words will overtake the adversary. He can't stop your words from coming to pass. All he has is time to manipulate you to try to get you to stop saying what you've been saying. Amen? So he uses time to try to manipulate you into not receiving your harvest. Because if you've sown seed, the Bible says it's established for you. And you just now need to cause it to grow and, and come into manifestation by just keep saying it. It's coming to pass. Amen? Whenever our children try to get touched with sickness or disease, the devil's always right there. Oh, this is worse this time. This could be something fatal. Uh, this could be something chronic. You know, this could be, this could be, this could be, this could be. What if, what if, what if? Well, there's no if in faith. It's just it. Amen? Amen. God doesn't talk in ifs. He talks in nows. Amen? Amen? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. 
But he's right there telling me. And I just keep speaking the word. Nope, by his stripes they're healed. By his stripes they're healed. And every single sickness always clears up. Amen? We don't let time defeat us. Amen? Without fail, we've won every single time. Amen? We are living in divine health. Praise God. Hallelujah. Say, God is rich. And his mercy endures forever. And he's ordained strength in my tongue. So Psalm 8.2, our other scripture, Psalm 8.2, says, Out of the mouth of babes you ordain strength, O Lord. Out of the mouth of babes he ordained strength. So if I put the word into Sophie, and it comes out of her heart, it's going to come to pass. Amen? Out of the mouth of babes he ordained strength. So never count yourself out. Amen? Believe what you have, what you've been saying, it's coming to pass. Because it is, the Bible says. And don't be weary and don't grow weary in well-doing, for in due season you'll reap your harvest if you faint not and if you don't quit. Amen? Symptoms could look like they're getting worse, but we just keep speaking the word. No, by his stripes she's healed. Amen? He himself took their infirmities and bore their sicknesses, and with his stripes they're healed. And I won't move off that word. Amen? Until I see the full manifestation of what I want, of what God says is mine. Amen? And for my generations after me. Praise God. So don't move off your confession of faith, which has great recompense of reward. Don't move off your profession, Hebrews says. Hold fast your confession or profession of faith, because it has great recompense of reward. Amen? If you're saying God is restoring everything in my life, it's coming to pass. Your angels are moving. They're working. Now give them time. Amen? Keep speaking it to pass and into being. For you shall decree a thing, and it will be established for you. Period. Amen? And out of the mouth of babes, God's ordained strength. And Proverbs 10.22, one of my favorite verses, says, The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. So again, say, I'm a blessing commander. I command the blessing in my own life. And let's look at the blessing. Go with me to Deuteronomy 28. This is the blessing of Abraham. So you should be speaking this blessing in your own life. You should be commanding it to come to pass. Amen? Because this is what you have. All you have to do is call for it. Amen? All these promises, over 7,000 of them, in the Word of God has already been laid up and given to us. We just have to call them in and call them to pass. And I'm not going to give up till they're all called in. Amen? When I'm suffering with infirmity, I just made a quality decision. I'm, I'm going to speak myself well. And I'm not going to give up until I have my perfect health back. Because the Word says I have it now. By His stripes I was healed. Did it for me. By His stripes I'm healed. Every day I'd say that. Over and over and over again. And I'd listen to people who told me that over and over and over again. And I'd listen to healing scriptures over and over and over again. So it's being sown in my heart and I'm speaking it out. It's just a constant cycle of progress. And advancement. Amen? And restoration. And my body lined up and became healthy again. Amen? And it worked the same for everyone. Because he's not a respecter of faith. He's not a, or a respecter of uh, persons. He's a respecter of faith. He's not a respecter of disease or sickness. doesn't matter what you have or what the devil's trying to put on you. He's only a respecter of his word. His word, not the devil's. So make your words his, not the devil's. Amen? Because you have what you say. And now for the blessing. This is your blessing. Say, this is my blessing. Say, I'm blessed with faithful Abraham. Say, Abraham is my father, the father of faith. And his blessing is my blessing. 
So this is the blessing you speak over your life and over your children and over your family and over your loved ones. Amen? You bless them every day. This is their blessing in the kingdom. Amen? And verse 28, chapter 28, verse 1, Deuteronomy 28, 1. Now it shall come to pass. That shall is, that word shall is powerful. It means it definitely will come to pass. It will definitely come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments. That's his word. Which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth and all these blessings, say blessings. blessings. Well, that's plural, amen? It's not just one, it's plural, amen? Blessings come from the blessing, amen? Amen, amen, amen? Shall come upon you. That word shall again, definitely will come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God or literally speak his word. If you speak this word, it will overtake you, he says. If you're a doer of the word, by speaking it, it will come upon you and overtake you, the blessings will. Amen? <laughs> because you obey the voice of the Lord your God and speak it. Verse 3, blessed shall you be in the city. That word blessed is empowered to prosper. Blessed shall you be in the city. Well, there's work in the city, amen? There's wealth in the city, isn't there? There's money in the city, isn't there? Empowered to prosper shall you be in the city. And blessed shall you be in the country. Well, there's wealth in the country, isn't there? Yeah. Amen. Meaning you're blessed wherever you go. Wherever the sends, wherever the Lord sends you, the blessing's going to show up. Amen. That's his plan for you and me on this earth. Is to spread the Garden of Eden. Things haven't changed. He commanded Adam, spread the garden with your words. Spread the blessing with your words. And we have the same commandment now. Amen. And Eve was supposed to help him do it. Spread the blessing with your words together. The power of agreement is a powerful thing, he said. Where two or three agree or touch on anything, it shall, it definitely will be done for them. That's why having a partner or a prayer partner is important. Amen? All you need is two to agree and touch on anything. And it shall be done for them, they said. Amen? So that's the key is to get someone in agreement with you. And that's why Satan comes so hard against marriages. Because it's a powerful force on the earth. It's the power of agreement God instituted in the earth to get things done with. Amen? To get the job done with and to spread the Garden of Eden. Say, I'm a sower of the garden. My words spread the Garden of Eden in my life. And it affects those around me. So what you say affects everybody, not just yourself. Jesus said, by your words you'll be justified and by your words you'll be condemned. And you'll be judged for every idle word. That word idle means unproductive words. So if you're saying anything unproductive, you're going to give an account to him. Amen? It's worthless. You're just wasting time and energy. It takes energy to speak. <laughs> so choose your words carefully and speak those and believe they come to pass. Amen? Can I get an amen somebody? Amen. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Say it's good to be alive. Under the new covenant. Amen. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the country. Again, if you speak in this word, it's coming to pass. Blessed shall you be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Say, I'm blessed coming in, and I'm blessed going out, and everything I put my hand to prospers. And that's what you just need to say all the time. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. So say that. Put the word in your mouth and say that. Amen? Blessed shall you be when you come in. Blessed shall you be when you go out. 
The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. You know, Isaiah says God created the thief. God created Satan, whose original name was Lucifer. God named him that. Then he fell and became Satan. He says, God created him and I'll destroy him, he says in Isaiah. I created the thief and I'll destroy him. He didn't create him to be a thief. He fell and became a thief. Amen? But he created him and he has the power to destroy him. And the Bible says he will. He'll throw him in a lake of fire. In the back of the book, we win. Amen? Amen. Satan dies in the end. Amen? And he knows his lease is running up. So the enemy causes enemies in your life. He's the culprit. Amen? We bless our enemies because we know who caused that enemy. Satan did. So we curse him and take it out on the enemy. Amen? The head honcho of enemies. Amen? Take it out on him, not on man. Bind the devil. Amen? Get him off your life. Say, I have authority in my mouth to whip the devil into shape. Put him in the grave, amen, where he belongs, under your feet. Blessed shall be your basket. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Which way do I go? Which way do I go? Ah, ah, ah. They're coming after me, amen? That's what the devil does. When Jesus came into the demon-possessed territories, men who, with devils who were possessed, says the devils trembled. They feared greatly, it says. They said they shouted out, don't torment us before the time. Fearful, amen? They think the same about you. You just need to know it. When you step on the scene, they see Jesus in you, amen? They see the reigning king who's going to be tormenting them for all time, who's sending them into the eternal lake of fire, amen? That power is in you and me right now. You're going to have something to do with whipping the devil, amen? <laughs> Praise God. I think all the saints will have something to do with putting the devil where he belongs in the pit of fire for eternity. Amen? Kill. Glory to God. So exercise your rights now. Amen, amen. They shall run and flee before you seven ways. Which way do I go? The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses. So that's your savings accounts or your investment accounts where you keep your stuff. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses. So he already did that in Genesis. He said, be blessed to Adam and Eve. Amen. The blessing was already out there. Amen. Now you just need to speak it for him to command it. Say, I'm a commander of the blessing. So what you say, he backs and he performs. You have ministering spirits listening to your every word. And I'm pretty sure those are the accountants too. We are going to give them the papers and set them before the Lord. This is what he said during his lifetime. These are all the words that came out of his mouth. Oh, thanks, ministering spirits. I thought you were sent for me. You know? Every word's going to be judged. Amen? Life and death are in the hand of your tongue. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses, my bank accounts, where I keep my stuff, and in all to which you set your hand. So money should constantly be going into your storehouses. Amen? Amen. Into your savings accounts and investments accounts. Into which you set your hand. Your hand. Your hand. And he will bless you. Say, I'm in covenant with God. You know, in blood covenants in the old days, they used to slip the wrist right here and then give a handshake. It's a symbol that your hand's in his hand and his hand's in yours. You're one. You're in covenant. Amen? Blood covenant. You're in covenant with God. So that's why he blesses all the work of your hand because you're holding his hand. Amen? You're one. You can't escape the blessing, folks. You're one with him. You're one with the blesser. And to all to which you set your hand, everything I put my hand to prospers. Because I'm in blood covenant. Amen? 
They put the nails in at the wrist. A blood covenant was cut, amen? Blood was shed through Jesus' wrist, symbolizing the blood covenant to all men who will receive them. Say, I have what I say. The power of the blood runs deep and is exercised through my lips. So enforce your rights through your words. Enforce blood rights through your words. The Lord will establish you. Sorry, everything you set your hand, and He will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. See, He didn't ask you to pay for it. He asked you to believe Him for it. Amen? I can't find anywhere where the Lord asked me to pay for anything. He said, Trust not in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. See, He didn't ask us to pay for it in that verse. He said He's going to give it to us. Give us richly all things to enjoy. Well, do you believe that? He gives you richly all things to enjoy. He didn't ask you to work for it. Not of works, lest any man should boast. He wants the credit, not you. Amen? He gives us richly all things to enjoy. Amen? And he usually uses men because he wants to bless other men. Amen? Sowing and reaping is a foundational uh, spiritual law in the kingdom. Amen? So praise God. Say, the Lord uses me every day. And I'm blessed to be a blessing to bless someone else with. Say, I command the blessing in my own life. And it spills off into the life of others. Amen. See, what you're saying isn't just for your benefit. Amen. God has the whole kingdom in mind when he told you to speak the word. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments or the word of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, which is his word, walking in the word, being a doer of the word. Then all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called. Say, I'm called. By the name of the Lord. And they shall be afraid of you. So you ought to live such godly lives. We ought to, that uh, heathens are afraid when they come around you. Amen? There ought to be such a strong conviction in their lives because you're living so godly uh, that they're afraid of you. That's what the word says. Amen? So again, say, I'm not here to conform. But I'm here to transform. Amen. Oh, Lord, help us not conform to this earth, to this world system. Then all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall fear you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods. The Lord will grant you plenty of goods. See, he's not a God of lack. He's a God of plenty. Amen. Plenty of goods. In the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground. In the land which the Lord swore to your fathers for you to pay for. No, to give you. There it is again. Again, every promise comes through giving. Amen. To give you. Amen. He's going to give it to you. Amen. In the land of which, I mean, growing up with your fathers and, and people who loved you, your parents. Did you have to work for everything? Or did they just freely give you things? They did. And I freely, I love giving things to my kids freely. I don't want them to work with it. To work for it, amen? I mean, it's great to have a good work habit, and they do work for some things. They work for an allowance that they can tithe from and give with and sow seed from and spend on themselves, amen? They do chores for that, amen? That's good stuff, to have a good work habit, amen? But that doesn't mean I don't lavish them. That's not spoiling your kids. Spoiling your kids is not disciplining them. The Father wants to lavish you, amen? 
<laughs> just like any good dad or mom. You just want to lavish your kids with good things. Amen? So he didn't call us to work for it. He wants to give it to us. Amen? We just need to believe that he does. We're so wrapped up in the flesh so much that we just feel like we need to work for everything. But obviously that's not the case in the natural, so why should it be in heaven? With our heavenly Father, amen, who created us. Amen, amen. I could just go off on a soapbox on that, amen. But he created you. You didn't create yourself. And the Bible says, if he spared not his own son for us, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Give us all things, amen? We want the credit. No, take the credit. I'll take it. I'll take it, Lord. Take the credit. I'll take what you freely give me. Amen? Amen. And again, he'll, he'll use men to do it so other men can be blessed. But it comes from him. Every good thing and every perfect gift comes from him, James says. Amen? So God is our source. Amen? And God will always be number one. Amen? And a lot, there's a lot of Christians I meet that still need to make God their source. Some of them are even tithers, but they still haven't made God, God their source yet. Faith has to be in your tithe for it to work. Because without faith, it's impossible to please Him. He's not, in, he's not pleased in your tithes you just drop in a bucket without faith. That's just a religious work that profits nothing. He's not interested in you sowing seed here every week just by an act of flesh or habit. Your faith needs to be into it for it to be pleasing offering to Him and sacrifice. Well-pleasing in His sight, amen? Because without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Amen. So faith has to be in everything we do, amen, for it to profit us and to bless him. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. So work is linked to prosperity here as well, because again, you're in covenant with him. But there's a lot of stuff he just wants to freely give you, amen. There's, there's tons of ways the Lord will prosper you in the Word. Work is one of them. Faith is another. Amen? Giving is another one. A key to prosperity. And a key to the Lord prospering you in your life. Amen? Giving alms to the poor. Jesus says he's against debt. He doesn't want you to have any debt. So he says, I'll repay you for everything you give to the homeless. I'll repay Amen. you dollar for dollar. Woo! And it's always been that way in my life and ministry. I receive it. Whenever I give to the poor, I'm instantly repaid by the Lord because he's against debt. He says, oh, no man, anything but to love him. Amen. He instantly repays me dollar for dollar. I've proven that in this ministry and in my own personal finances when I go out to Laguna and give to the poor. It comes right back in so I can I keep giving to the poor. Amen. Praise God forevermore. But seed, sowing seed. So that's almsgiving. There's four types of giving in the Bible. Tithing, sowing seed, uh, alms, and then the first fruits. Amen? But, but the seed has a hundredfold attached to it. So I'm going to keep sowing seed, and that's one way I've increased and will continue to increase, is from sowing seed. Amen? So praise God. Alms repays dollar for dollar. Seed has a hundredfold attached to it. Tithing has the kingdom of heaven back to your finances windows of heaven, open storehouses of heaven. Amen? So I'm always going to tithe. I'm always going to sow first fruits. I'm always going to yes. sow seed. Yes. And I'm always going to give to the poor. Yes. And that means I'm always going to increase. Yes. And here's another way. The work of my hand. And I'm always going to work. Amen? These are keys to prosperity that work for everyone. Amen? Praise God forevermore. I just wanted to make that clear. Amen? That's right. This man is never against work. God commanded Adam to work. Amen? Yes. 
so that'll bless the work of your hands. Amen. When I ask for money, it's been this way since I started my business. The Lord sends me a job. The Lord sends me work. He's been training me. He'll bless all the work of your hands. Amen. But there's sometimes in your life that God will surprise you out of nowhere and say, just for being my son, just for being my daughter, take freely. Here you go. I favor you. Amen. And that shows the world you're favored. And that shows the world that you're crowned with glory. That you're his. Amen. Because you receive freely. The world works for everything. There should be a difference. Amen. We don't work to live. We work to give. That's the difference. Christians are the biggest givers on the face of the planet. And people can't understand us. But giving in the Bible is the key to prosperity. That's why he labeled four different ways to prosper through giving. Isn't God good? Say God's the biggest giver. Amen. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Hey, that's me, I put. That's me, amen. I'm endeavoring not to borrow. I've been working the Dave Ramsey uh, total money makeover, debt snowball, amen. I, I had a credit card debt of 2000 that just seemed to linger for a couple years. And I never really attacked it and focused my faith on it. But when I did, I sowed seed. Hey, my debt's paid off in Jesus' name. I'm sowing my seed for supernatural debt cancellation. I started saving. I started putting away 10%. And that debt was paid off in a matter, not even a month, really. That debt was paid off supernaturally. And that was the first debt of 2000. Then I had two auto loans. And I'm paying off one of those cars right now. And it's just working the debt snowball to the lowest to the highest. And it built momentum when I paid off that credit card debt. Called the credit card company and say, I have no more credit card debt in my life. Hallelujah. He said, why do you want to cancel your credit cards? I said, I'm against debt. And I never want to go back into it. He said, that's a good reason. Okay. (laughs) It's like, well, you have to do what I say anyway. It's my card. So it doesn't really matter what you think. But... (laughs) So then our other car's paid off. And then we're going to move on to the next car and work the debt snowball. Amen? Amen. And the last payment you should have is your house. And then you'll pay that off. Amen? And then you'll be totally debt free. Amen? Amen. To just spread abroad. Amen? To just sow seed in the lives of others. People who need it are coming up. Amen? Amen. What a blessed life to live. Amen? A debt-free life is a blessed life. Amen? No pressure from creditors. Amen? And Jesus is the Jubilee. He promised us supernatural debt cancellation. Amen? So I sowed for that, and it's, and it's happening. Amen? And he'll do the same thing for you. Amen? Say, I'm debt free. In Jesus' name. So I can do anything he says to do. Amen. It says the borrower is servant to the lender. Uh, he doesn't want you being a slave to the lender. Amen? You shall lend to many nations. You shall lend. Say, I shall lend to many nations. But you shall not borrow. Amen, amen, amen. That's where, he's getting, that's where he's taking us. Amen? He's taking us to be the bank of the earth. Amen? He's taking us to be the lender. An establishment with the goods and resources of the earth to freely give to people who need it. Amen? And to disperse. Not to start liquor stores and casinos with. Like the banks do. Like Chase Manhattan does. He wants you to be in charge of the money. Of the wealth of the world. Amen? So that you can start churches with it. So that you can sow homes to people. Amen? Think about that. He wants the church to be the bank of the earth. Well, that'll stop prostitution. That'll stop drug rings. That'll stop everything if you control the wealth, won't it? Say, I'm a commander of the blessing. Let's think big, amen? Say, I'm the bank of the earth. 
That's how God wants it. He says your storehouses are going to be blessed so you can lend. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you shall be above only and not beneath. Again, the borrower is servant to the lender. You shall be above only and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God. Say, I'm getting there. I'm on my way. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them, the word, putting them in your eyes and your ears and your mouth, feeding yourself on the word. If you're careful to observe these, these blessings will overtake you and your family. So you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day to the right or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. So never go after money, go after God. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Amen. So we as Christians are never to do what the world does and go after wealth. Wealth comes after us. Amen. We're money's master. We're not under mammon. Jesus said, you can't serve God in mammon. If money's your God, you can't serve God, he said. God has to be your God. I seek him, money's added. Businesses are added. Witty inventions are added. Amen? Things come as I seek him first. Business clients always come when I put the word first. When I take a day to just be in him, I always have like three or four people that just yelp me or whatever, asking for business. It's without fail. It happens all the time. When I just make that quality decision, today I'm sowing into our relationship. Today, I'm sowing my life to you, Lord. I'm putting your word first place. I'm going to feed myself today. And here business comes, amen? All the time. Praise God. So the world's running after money. But I'm running after God. Amen? And money's running after me. Amen? That's how it works. You're the head, not the tail. Amen? You're not trying to catch up. You're not trying to get ahead. You are the head. Amen? Hallelujah. Say, I never go after money. I go after him, and money always comes. He promised to meet your every need, didn't he? So resolve that. Never go after money. Don't make money your God. Make God your God, money always comes. Amen? And one way he increases us is through sowing and reaping. It's the foundation for how everything's established. Amen? I sow words, I reap results. I sow money, I reap money. Amen? It's the system. You can't break it. It's, it's foundational. It's forever. Amen? When I, know I need, when I know I have a need, I sow a seed. When I know I want to increase or I need to put myself over this hump, I know I'm going to sow a significant seed somewhere to somebody. That's how I increase. Amen? And it works every time for me. I've become a systematic sower of seed. It works for me. Amen? We've never lacked, praise God. Yeah. With three kids, we've never lacked yet. Yes. And we never will, amen? Because the steps of the righteous get brighter and brighter. Amen. It just keeps getting better, folks, amen? Yeah, yeah. Where you're at today is better than where you were yesterday, yeah. <laughs> amen? And where you'll be tomorrow is better than today. Yes. Isn't that good news? Yeah, yeah. The world doesn't have that hope, we do. So we ought to live in that hope, shouldn't we? Yeah. Amen? amen? Say, I'm filled with hope today. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, some of these words may seem outlandish to our heads because we've been trained by the world or Egypt. But this is the truth, and the truth shall set you free. We have to conform our minds to his image, his word. Amen? By speaking the word, you'll start thinking the word, and plans will come, ideas will come. Amen? And you'll be rich. Amen? 
The Lord wants you rich to be a blessing with. Amen? We're the storehouses of this earth. We should, run, we should be the lenders, not the borrowers. That's where God's taking us. Amen? And we'll close in Galatians 3.13. Amen. Is everyone doing good? Yes. I love you guys. <laughs> God is so good. Thank you for uh, supporting this. I believe it's a good work, don't you? I mean, the word is good. I'll, I'll flock around anyone who's speaking the word. How about you? We need more of, of word speakers in the earth. Endeavor to become a word speaker every day of your life. Amen? Don't speak the problem. Speak the word. And change your problem. Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed us. That means to buy out of something, to purchase out of something. Christ has literally bought us out from the curse of the law. He purchased you out from under the curse. But he didn't stop there, amen? So you're free from the curse of sickness and disease. You were purchased out of sickness and disease. You were purchased out of poverty and lack and spiritual death. That's what the curse was, threefold. And a cord of three strands is not easily broken, Ecclesiastes says. The curse was threefold. The blessing's threefold. Spiritual life, health and healing, and prosperity in every area. Amen? Amen. Cord of threefold, cord of three strands is not easily broken. He redeemed you, he purchased you out of the curse. Having become a curse for you, he was made the curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. So that, so this is why he purchased it, you out of the curse. So that the blessing of Abraham, which we just read, Deuteronomy 28, might come upon the Gentiles. Say, that's me. In Christ Jesus. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So he bought you out of the curse, and now you're in the blessing. Amen? And the blessing of the Lord, we read in Proverbs 10.22, it maketh rich, and he adds no painful toiling with it. You don't have to work for his blessing. You were purchased into it. Amen? It's forever accomplished. That's why Jesus said in blood, it is finished. Amen? You're standing in the blood of Jesus right now. Amen? You're in blood covenant with him. He said it's finished. He bought and paid for everything for you. Amen? And we'll end with this verse, Romans 15, 29. I love this verse from Paul. Romans 15, 29, Paul said, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing. I shall come to you in the fullness of the blessing. That is a brave statement to make. The fullness of the blessing. That's everything we just read. Paul was not a poor man. He had a business too, didn't he? A business and a ministry. He was Jewish. Highly trained, just like the high priest. Highly trained in the scriptures. Paul was not poor. He's telling the Romans here, I'm going to come to you in the fullness of the blessing. Everything you read in the blessing of Abraham, that's what I'm coming with. Amen. 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 And that's up to us too. The scriptures have no private interpretation. I can claim that blessing too. I will come into the fullness of the blessing. I endeavor to walk in the fullness of the blessing. That's where I'm headed. Amen. And that should be your confession too. I will come in the fullness of the blessing. I'm going to endeavor to walk in the fullness of the blessing today. The blessing is going to overtake me today. I'm expecting the blessing. I'm expecting you, Lord, to overtake me today with the blessing. So you're the commander of the blessing. Amen. And we are faithful to command it over our lives. Did everyone get something from this message?
Let's all stand and say, I'm a blessing commander. I decree a thing, and it is established for me. I am 